Hello, guys, and thank you for listening and watching another episode of Live Free Podcast, where I talk about living a life of freedom, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. I have a beautiful word today relating to fasting, fasting God's way, fasting God's way. God wants us to fast, not out of tradition, not out of religion, but being led by the Spirit when we are fasting. He brought this to my attention earlier this year. I know that everyone go on a fast at the beginning of the year. Most uh, churches and ministries and people, they do fasts at the beginning of the year. But today what I want to talk about is fasting God's way, fasting that pleases God. So let's get into it. Fasting God's way. Fasting God's way, what he wanted me to do is just share, you know, kind of... Um, my relationship that I have with God and the way that he has me fasting and the way that we as Christians, as believers are supposed to be led by the spirit of God and not by obligation and not by flesh because the flesh profits us nothing when it comes to God. And a lot of times when we are fasting, we don't have a, a clear revelation on or an understanding, me, myself included, when I first started out fasting, didn't really have an understanding. I just knew I was to go without food, right? And at that time, you know, if I was a part of a church or a congregation or a ministry, you want to make sure that you are in alignment and in agreement with the authority that God has placed over you. I want to say that first because sometimes, you know, when we are on a fast, we are doing a corporate fast with the ministry or the church that we belong to. And we want to make sure that we are under submission to the leadership in that church or in that ministry or whatever you are a part of if you're doing a group fast. Um, but also, I just want to shed some revelation and some insight on what it really means to fast and the type of fasting that God, uh, that pleases God, that attracts his presence. Because a lot of times we can fast, but if we're fasting for the wrong reasons, or if we're fasting within ourselves or in our flesh, then we are just going hungry. So we don't just want to go hungry, but we want to have a divine encounter. We want to have um, um, be led by the Spirit of God when we are doing things, and we're not just doing things haphazardly or just because someone else is doing it, or because you know I saw that you know that the whole. Um, world was fasting at the beginning of the year. You know, it's kind of like when people are exercising every January, everybody says they're going to get in shape, right? And everybody goes to the gym for like 15 days, maybe three. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, you know, day when the membership, you know, has been paid for, you don't use it anymore until the next January. So it's kind of like that with fasting. We fast at the beginning of the year, but is this the fast that pleases God? Is, is this the fast that the Bible says that we should be doing? So I want to look at Isaiah 58. And we're going to talk about the, the type of fast that pleases God. We want to please God. We don't want to just do things just because other people are doing it or just to hop on someone else's bandwagon. But we want to do things, you know, if we're doing it for spiritual reasons, because you can fast and it be for health reasons. But I'm talking about fasting for spiritual reasons. This is what we're talking about, biblical fasting. So let's look at Isaiah 58. Because the Bible says, you know, let's go first to Matthew. Let's go to Matthew first. So 
if you go to Matthew, right, chapter, let's see here, chapter 4, I'm sorry, go to Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 2, Luke chapter 4, it says, then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days, he ate nothing. Afterward, when they had, when they had ended, he was hungry. So Jesus was led by the Spirit. He was led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness, right? And he went on a 40-day fast. And after the fast had ended, he was hungry. Now, I did take note of the fact that the Bible says he was hungry after the fast was over. Didn't say during the fast. Why is that? Because the Bible says in Matthew 4, 4, it says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And I think I mentioned this before. If you, when you are fasting and you are in the spirit, sometimes, well, most of the time, you're not really hungry because you're feasting on the word of God. So God's word is not only, uh, you know, a, a revelation and a light, you know, into our path, but it's also food, a spiritual food that sometimes fills that void when we are fasting. But what are the kind of fasts that pleases God? So if we go to Isaiah 58, there's a lot to talk about in Isaiah 58. And while, without making this long and drawn out, I want to get to the meat of it. So Isaiah 58, it breaks it down. And the first uh, verses, 1 through 5, tells us how we fast and how God sees it, right? But verses 6 begin to tell, tell us about the type of fasting that pleases him. And there's a difference. So... Isaiah 58 says, cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet, tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake their ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted, they say? And you have not seen. Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. Now he began to tell them why, the why. God always has a why behind the question. So if you have a question, God has an answer. Why? Because he doesn't want you to be led astray. Because he doesn't want you to be confused or misled. Because he wants you to have the truth. So he began to tell them, in fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all of your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate. These are things that are going on while people are fasting. You fast for strife and debate and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Is, is it a fast that I have chosen? He's saying, did I choose this fast or did you choose this fast? A day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out like sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast and an acceptable day of the Lord? So God is saying that not all fast is pleasing to him. Not all fast is an acceptable day of the Lord. Not all fast he called you into. 
A lot of times we'll call ourselves into a fast because the flesh wants something. So sometimes we think that if we abstain from eating, that that would move God's hand. But I'm here to tell you that what father you know will tell will will tell their kids if their kids come to them and ask them for something. The kids will come and say, hey, dad, can I have this? That he'll tell the child fast first and then I'll give you that. that that's not how it works. Now, what a father do is he disciplines a child or he give them instruction. But most parents do not make you fast. Well, they shouldn't make you fast when you're asking them for something. And neither does God do that. And that does not move God's hand because we abstain from food. Because why? There has to be the right motive. Jesus was led by the Spirit of God when he went into the wilderness. And the reason why is because the wilderness experiences uh, puts us in preparation mode. It tests us, right? When we go into the wilderness, there's a reason for that. But let's talk about the food portion of it, because I believe that we're living in a day and time where we are just following the masses and we don't really know. Sometimes we don't know why we do what we do or what's the real significance behind a fast. So really for fasting is all about if it's a spiritual fast, pleasing daddy God, pleasing God right? How do we please God? This is how we please God. He talks about it beginning in verse six. He said, now, is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness and to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free and to, and that you break every yoke? So what is he saying to loose the bonds of wickedness? So if you go down to verse six, some people need to fast to break addictions. That's all a bondage or a yoke is. It's an addiction, right? So sometimes we, we fast, right? We fast to break the oppression of the enemy. So God wants us to be free from oppression. God wants us to have the victory. He wants our family and our friends and our neighbors to be free, right? So fasting increases our capacity to praise him and that will cause all heaviness to leave. Fasting increases your faith level. Fasting brings victory over the spirit of heaviness and oppression. Fasting open your open your eyes to the needs and the lost and the dying world around you. So when you break in the yokes, right? When God says that's the type of fast that I'm looking for. So some people, um, in some cases, you know, want to be free from addiction. They want to be free from whatever is ailing them or whatever is keeping them in bondage. And for some reason, they just can't seem to get free. But Jesus said it clearly when the disciples were trying to cast the demon out in Matthew 17 and 15 through 23. Um, the, the man came to him and said, Lord, have mercy on my son for he is an epileptic and suffers severely for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him into your disciples but they could not cure him. So then Jesus answered and said, Jesus answered. He always has an answer. He always has a way of escape. He always has a plan for his people. He never just leave you empty, right? I love that about him. He says, then Jesus answered and said, oh, faith, oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. 
So then the, later on, the disciples came to Jesus privately and they asked him, why couldn't we cast the demon out? And he said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here and there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So sometimes it's going to require a fast to to get free from the yoke of bondages. Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, especially when addictions are involved, especially when, you know, you have pornography or you have smoking or you have drug addiction or you have something that you are in bondage to, right? So God wants us to be free in every area of our life. And he wants us to do that. But sometimes we have to fast. And being led by the spirit of the living God, right, into a fast is the key way to actually have a successful fast and a fast that pleases God. Because God wants us free more than we want to be free, right? So the Bible says that fasting destroys yokes. That's one of the reasons. When Isaiah 58 and 6, when it says, Is it not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Now, verse 7 then says, Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? These are the type of fast that he wants you to fast for. These, these are the type of things, right? Share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house to the poor who are cast out. When you see the naked, that you cover them and not hide yourself from your own flesh. So let's look at that. So verse 7 is simply is saying fast, fasting, right? To help others. Fasting for provision, right? Fasting um, to have a clear insight and in decision making. Sometimes you need to fast to, to make decisions. You don't know which way you should go. So you go on a fast. Being led by the Spirit of God and not by obligation or not by the flesh is key when going through a fast. And what does a fast look like? Because a lot of times we will attribute a fast to food, right? And for the most part, all of my fasts have been to food. But sometimes God will have you to fast from social media. Sometimes God will have you to fast from TV. Sometimes God will have you to fast from sweets. Now, let me just say this. When I go into fast, I am totally led by the Spirit of God. When I go into fast, He gives me the how long. He gives me the what to eat. And even during my fast sometimes, I'll reach for something. And He'll say, not that. You know, so I'm truly led by the spirit of God when it comes to fasting, because I want to really, like David says, I want it to be a fast that God is pleased with. And what it does is when you abstain from food, it does not move the hand of God because you don't eat. That's not what does it. When you abstain from food, you abstain from being weighed down. Food weighs you down. It makes you tired. It makes you sleepy. You're more alert. You're more uh, spiritually aware when you're not bogged down with food, right? So how should you fast? You should fast however the Spirit leads you. If the Spirit leads lead you to fast for, from just breakfast, if the Spirit leads you to fast the whole day, if the Spirit leads you to fast for from a certain time of the day to the, uh, you know, another time of the day, or if the Spirit just leads you to fast from sweets, because you will find that, like me, I can abstain from having, I can have one meal a day, right? 
I can have one meal a day. But if I can't have my uh, the, uh, food that I really like, that's what gets me. So I know the type of fast that really feels like sac a sacrifice for me. Because sometimes certain fasts are not really a fast if that's something that you're not used to having anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like David says, I will not sacrifice something to God that has not cost me something. It has to cost you. It's a sacrifice. You're abstaining because you're looking to be more in tune with the spirit of the Lord because food tends to weigh you down. Food tends to distract you or make you sleepy or make you less aware of spiritual things when God is speaking. So not only do we fast, but we pray and fast. We don't want to have one without the other. So we want to make sure prayer is an intricate part of the fast because that is your communion and your fellowship and your intimacy that you have with God because that's what the fast is all about, getting closer to the Lord and being able to hear clearly without being distracted by food or things that are desirable that take our attention off of Jesus. So Isaiah 58 and verse 7, um, it talks about that. So it talks it talks about just uh, sharing your bread with the hungry, fasting for provision. Sometimes you need to fast because you need to know, hey, Lord, where's my next move? Where's, you know, what direction do I need to go in? I need to hear from you. I don't need to be distracted with things. And sometimes it can be fasting from just talking to people that gossip in your ear all day. Sometimes it can be just abstaining from being around certain company you can be fasting from right just because you you need to hear from God and you you need to hear clearly without the chatter and without without the noise you know that distract you from hearing from him because you are focused on something else so then he goes to verse 8 and then he said then your light shall break forth like the morning your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. So fasting brings you closer to the Lord. And in verse 8, it says, fast for more a, a, a more righteous life and an influential testimony, right? So, and your righteousness shall go before you, it says. It says there are benefits to fasting that is very powerful. People will just recognize there's something different about you. They will see Jesus in you. They will see it in your see it on your face. And then verse 9, it says, fast for God's divine protection in our lives. Sometimes if we need divine protection, we need to fast for that. Um, let's go to verse 9. What does it say? Verse 9 says, Then you shall call upon me, and the Lord will answer, and you shall cry, and I will say, Here I am. Then it says, if you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, this is why you don't need the chatter in your ears and the gossip going on. See, you can be on the fast, but if you still got the gossip and you still got the chatter in your ear and your attention is not focused on God and you're not really hearing from him, then you're just going hungry. So you want to make sure your fast is a fast that pleases God, that you are in total alignment and you're hearing clearly and you don't have all that garbage going on in your ears or you're not distracted by social media. Because for a lot of us, social media is a fast in and of itself, in and of itself. Sometimes God will have me to just shut my Facebook page down. And as a matter of fact, he has had me to shut it down since the last... Um, I want to say 2021 and I only have been on there to post maybe three times since then 
And it's only something that he would have me say versus me just being on there, you know? And um, so that's not a platform I typically use anymore, you know, at all. I'm, I'm barely on there, you know? And um, verse 10, it says, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like water garden and like the spring water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall rise up the foundations of many generations and you shall be called the repair of the breach, the restore of the streets to dwell in. So you see fasting has a lot to do, a lot to do with um, abstaining from not just food, but it has to do with just being led by the spirit into the fast. And then once you're in the fast, it's all about those distractions that the enemy will try to bring to keep you out of the presence of the Lord, because that's where you're going to get your instruction, your downloads. That's when you're going to get your favor, your increase, your abundance. You know, I remember going on the three day fast and that was the catalyst to me breaking my uh, addiction to sweets and sugar. Like, I'm really like, it's nobody but God. You know, I went on a three-day fast because you don't know you're really addicted to something until you can't have it, until you have to abstain from it. We can think we free all day long until we have to remove it from our lives. And then you'll see how really free you really are. Remove social media, remove the, the cravings and the sweets, remove certain types of food, not just food, because I can remove food, but it's certain types of food that I really like. And that's where you see where the stronghold really is. You know what I mean? So he just wanted me to get on here really quick and just talk about the type of fast that pleases him. It's not a fast that you do just because everyone else is doing it. Unless, like I said, you were with a ministry or with a church and it's a corporate. And you want to make sure you submit to the instructions of your authority that's over you. But I'm saying like if God calls you into a personal fast, right, and you want to make sure that you're not fasting because you want to get something from God. We fast because we want to hear clearly, because we want addictions to be broken, because we want yokes to be destroyed, because we want to be able to have provision and we want to be able to have instruction for things that we need to do if God is saying something or if we just need clarity or if we just need to know, hey, is this guy or this woman, am I supposed to marry this person? Hey, I got an addiction. I can't seem to break it. Well, I'm here to tell you, I know a lot of people, including myself, that have broken addictions with a three-day fast. It's something about that three-day fast that will break that addiction that you couldn't do on your own. Because like Jesus told the disciples, these kind, which means he's talking about demons, these kind only come out by prayer and fasting. You have to do both. You have to be praying while you're fasting. And it has to be a fast that God has orchestrated and that he is pleased with. And God is not about works. It's all about your obedience and it's all about how determined you are, how, how free you really want to be. How free do you really want to be? And he honors that. And it's not that you're doing it, it's the Holy Spirit in you that does it. And the Holy Spirit that breaks the power, that yoke, 
that's on your neck or that's on your life. It's the Holy Spirit. It has nothing to do with us. We can't break a fly. We can't fight flies out of our face when it comes to the spiritual realm, baby. It has to be the power of the Holy Spirit of the living God. It's not by might, it's not by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. And that is the word of the Lord today. That is what he wanted me to just come on here really quick and convey regarding fasting. Be led by the Spirit, not by obligation, not by what other people are doing, but be led by the Spirit and then make sure it's a fast that God is pleased with. If you want to go through uh, Isaiah 58, I would implore you to do that because it all it talks about exactly what God is looking for when we fast. That is the word, guys. Thank you for so much for tuning in and subscribing to my channel. Thank you for your kind words and thank you for praying for me as I pray for you guys every single day. And until the next time, subscribe, like, so we can get this in the algorithms. And subscribe if you have been blessed by this channel and you haven't subscribed yet. Until the next time, guys, I will see you in the next video. Bye, loves.